Get down, dear. Don't forget tonight at Uncle Sam's, the Wolfman, live in person. I want to hear you say it's all right. Say it's all right. Plus Radio, 93KHJ. Welcome back to Radio What Happened. This is episode 31. I'm Terry Bettis, and as always, here's my podcast partner, Jim Christofferson. Thank you, Terry. Nice to start the whole project all over again, isn't it? Although our, our program is about radio, one of the things that really caught my ear was a television program from the History Channel. It's a series of dramatized documentaries on various people and things that helped build America. As a longtime fan of the History Channel, the programming is something that's always of interest to me and, and resonates with me, uh, especially this new series on Built America. They're just flat out interesting as the hosts take a deep dive into cars, food, people, and, and lots more. The latest one is The Machines That Built America. Right. And it touches on TVs, phones, airplanes, motorcycles, home appliances, and several other things, including radio. This new History Channel docuseries reveals the surprising stories and rivalries behind the groundbreaking innovations that turned America into a superpower, blending dramatic reenactments and archival footage with interviews from experts, biographers, and others. The Machines That Built America brings to life some of America's most storied inventors over the past 100 or 150 years. Absolutely. And, and our listeners are probably thinking, okay, how does that connect here? Well, here's how it affects radio, what happened. One of the episodes includes the story of how radio began and highlights the race to create wireless telegraphy between, and help me with these names here, Google Mamo, I'm sorry, but Marconi, everybody's favorite Marconi, and then Nikolai Tesla. Marconi generally regarded as, as the inventor of radio, but was he? We'll take a deeper dive into that rivalry in just a moment when we welcome to our program one of the experts who contributed to that television episode on the machines that built America. We'll be talking with Richard Munson, a gifted author who has written a book called Tesla, Inventor of the Modern. That's going to be great. I've always been fascinated with Tesla and his amazing story. Our listeners will learn how Tesla not only was in a bitter race with Marconi, there's also a lot of discussion on who really invented the light bulb, Nikolai Tesla or Thomas Edison. Plus, the program really puts radio, what we're talking about here, into its proper perspective. I didn't realize until I saw that show, but without radio, we really wouldn't have the same lifestyle we enjoy today with television, the Internet and more. That's exactly right. So we'll have all of that and more. But first, as always, a word from our commercial announcer. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Bank, the only bank this side of the Nile that offers our famous Goodyear account for people who write rubber checks. Gary Owens, crazy guy. Love him. All right. Our topic today is Tesla. And we have the author of the book entitled Tesla, Inventor of the Modern. 
Nikola Tesla invented radio, robots, and remote control. More than 100 years ago, he designed plans for cell phones, the internet, death ray weapons, and interstellar communications. Kind of sounds like our kind of guy, doesn't he, Gary? The author is Richard Munson, and his book is scholarly, but it's very enjoyable. It's easy to read. It's very easy to enjoy. And of course, with Tesla, the subject matter is very interesting. In addition to Tesla, Richard is the author of several other books, including From Edison to Enron and Cousteau, the Captain of His World. He's based in Chicago and he directs the Environmental Defense Fund's clean energy efforts in the Midwest. It is with great honor that we introduce Richard Munson to this program. Richard, welcome to Radio. What happened? Thanks very much. Appreciate the invitation. You, you seem to enjoy many of the same things that we do, or at least maybe the people that listen to this type of program. So, um, uh, but, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, in preparation for your, your appearance on the program, I've been asking all of our other guests and other people that I meet, who invented radio? And typically the answer is, well, you guess, what's, what's the typical answer? I would assume uh, Guelmo uh, Marconi is the I one didn't, that... I didn't get that name right, but... Uh, yeah, no one does. I, uh, I often blow it myself, so... Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the answer is generally Marconi. And mm-hmm. and if there's anything that people know about Tesla, other than the car, you know, and Musk's uh, mm-hmm. Musk car, um, there is some kind of controversy surrounding his life with, with Edison as well, too. And I see you're not only an expert on Tesla, you've written a book about Edison as well. So um, there is a connection, obviously, between modern day radio and Tesla. Can you kind of fill in the, the gaps for us on that? Well, I'd like to put it into some perspective. I mean, think about how revolutionary wireless communication was. I mean, before the development of radio, before Tesla or Marconi even were involved, we were sending messages, you know, via smoke signals or via drums or, you know, the Greeks did it via, you know, glass um, reflections. So Hmm. we've long wanted to have some way to be able to transmit messages, songs, what have you. there was a major development in the middle of the 19th century, obviously, with Samuel Morris, who did the telegraph, sending the first long distance messages between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. But there was this struggle, you know, towards the end of the 19th century, um, an international struggle to try to figure out, is there a way that I could send or somebody could send signals uh, wirelessly and not depend upon, you know, the telegraph, which the problem with the telegraph was, you know, in bad weather, you blow down the towers. Um, you couldn't send anything to a moving target like a car, which they didn't have at that time, or more particularly to boats. So it was problematic. And how to come up with um, a wireless system, you know, engaged, you know, scientists like Pavlov from um, Russia, Bozig from India, and obviously the two leaders in that race were Marconi and Tesla. And, and again, the History Channel did a great job explaining how that race went. But didn't Tesla really have a vision of wireless communications even before Marconi did? Yeah, Tesla is about 19 years older um, than Marconi and had developed, to be honest, really the basics of how to be able to increase both voltages and frequencies. So to be able to transmit messages um, over long distances. He actually, um, Marconi came to visit Tesla in um, Tesla's laboratory in New York City and, and Tesla being sort of the gregarious, you know, open guy that he was, explained his coil and high frequencies and his ideas for how to send these messages, you know, but in the end, they ended up having a great, um, 
you know, fight with, you know, Marconi initially, you know, well behind Tesla, you know, because Tesla was able to you know, um, develop ways to send messages initially from his lab in down in Greenwich Village up to the Gerlach Hotel. It's about 30 blocks long. There's actually a sign out in front of the Gerlach Hotel on 27th Street still today because that was the first wireless transmission there in New York City. Wow. And later he sent it 40 miles up to um, West Point before you know Marconi even got sort of involved in this. So the two of them went back and forth for you know an extended period of time. You know, Marconi clearly was at the initial stages well behind when he tried to submit his patent application in the United States. They basically scoffed at him and said something like, you know, your you know, failure to uh, pretend or your pretended ignorance of Tesla's oscillator, his machine that increased voltages and transmissions, was nothing short of being absurd. So they sort of threw out his patent, yet still... At the end, as you noted, um, Marconi sort of won the race, got the Nobel Prize for um, his development of radio. And we are you know, still today de you know, debating the various roles of the two of them. I would also sort of argue that you know, it was indeed a race, um, but also they sort of built off each other uh, as well as other people. So it's not like an individual you know, did this all by himself, certainly not Marconi. In fact, one of the funny things about the two of them is they both sort of admit that they don't know why their systems worked. It's sort of um, electricity and um, high frequencies were sort of a mystery to both of them, yeah. but they were able to capture that magic and turn it into the communication that for so many years, um, our civilization was unable to achieve. One of the things that's always <laughs> interested me is, um, imagining what it's like when the conversations started. Can you imagine the beginning conversations when the guy goes, you know, I think we can transmit this mm. over there. And somebody's <laughs> going, you, you, you gotta be nuts. And, and the way we can tie that into people our age is I remember my very first conversation about the internet mm. and walked out of a meeting and turned to the people I was with. And I said, did you understand any of that? I don't know what he's talking about. Mm. What does he mean by this, this, whatever he's calling it? Well, one example of the nutness of it all was, you know, Tesla back in I think 1898 decided that he would demonstrate uh, a radio um, control, basically remote control, in this case, a model boat. So he built a small pond in the middle of Madison Square Garden at that time. And this was just a couple of years after the Spanish-American War broke out. So, you know, the um, flagship uh, Maine had been exploded in Havana Harbor. So we were obviously looking for ways to come up with new weapons. And basically, Tesla came up with this idea of a boat that he can control remotely and basically send an explosive over to a Spanish vessel and blow it up. So there was a lot of interest in this. So he gets this boat in the middle of Madison Square Garden and realized that nobody had ever seen the ability to move anything without a wire um, or without pushing it. And he, you know, moved the boat forward and backwards around, you know, the pond, made it sort of dance like a, you know, a little water bug. Um, and everybody was just mesmerized, you know, had never seen anything like this before. And then ever the showman, Nikola Tesla, sort of turns to the crowd and he says, does anybody want to ask the boat a question? <laughs> and the whole place goes, you, know, you don't ask boats questions, <laughs> you know. And some presumably math nerd you know, in the back says, you know, what's the cube root of 64? 
And so Tesla, who had his hands um, hidden underneath, you know, with their, um, the control system underneath the, um, the table, uh, flicks the lights of the boat four times. And he said the place just went nuts. And the great part here is that Marconi failed in doing virtually the same thing about three months later. Um, he also designed a boat in, in a pool uh, in his own little pond. And he was going to have this boat bring over a small little bomb next to, he called it the Spanish uh, frigate, um, and demonstrate how you could blow up um, and you know win the war for the Americans. He had not, however, figured out how to send individualized messages. And so when he got his boat over to the Spanish frigate and punched the button, instead of the bomb on his little boat blowing up, what happened is the bombs in the storeroom in the back of the convention center suddenly oh, no. go kaboom. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, smoke and sound and everything else fills the entire place. So it, it gives you a sense both of what your point is of just the amazement of people of thinking that you could send messages and have machines basically respond to those messages, but also just how darn hard it was. I mean, Marconi was a smart guy, but he had not yet figured out how to individualize these messages. So it, it was a wonder. It, it remains sort of a wonder. Yeah, I used to joke. I've been on radio 100 years, I think, and, and I, I know very little about the electronics of it. I used to refer to FM radio as freaking magic. That's how much <laughs> I knew about it. But it kind of ties into what you're saying, too. It definitely was, was is that, magic. Is that not what it is? Uh, yeah, it is. There's so many things we can talk about uh, when it comes to him. One of the other things uh, is I, he's getting some notoriety. Do you ever watch The Big Bang Theory? Uh, not very much, but a little bit. Yeah, they, they, they talked about how Tesla really invented the light bulb and Edison stole that idea from him, too. So, um, but, but is that a fact? Is, I, I know that he worked for Edison at one time. Did, did he really get ripped off by Thomas Edison? The short answer is yes. Um, he was born um, in Croatia, what is now Croatia. He was a Serb, um, and his first job was actually to help install Edison telephone systems in both Paris and Budapest. And he was so great at it that the European representative for Edison said, you've got to come to America and work with the great man himself, the Wizard of Menlo Park. And Tesla, of course, you know, idolized you know Thomas Edison, who was a bit older than him. And Unfortunately, the two of them, you know, had many things in common. They were both unbelievably clever uh, and they worked unbelievably hard, but they had totally different styles. I mean, Edison was this grumpy, frumpy, you know, Midwesterner who often had, you know, chewing tobacco in his mouth. And you could barely understand him. And really? Tesla was this erudite speaking six different languages, European, you know, gentleman who dressed to go to the office or to the laboratory as though he was going off to the opera. So they had totally different styles. And at the bottom, they also had totally different thoughts about how to generate electricity. Edison wanted to do what's called direct current, which is basically not having the voltage be very high. And he thought that that therefore made it safe. Tesla, however, felt that if you did that, you'd have to have generators every couple of blocks. And he favored alternating current to be able to send power over longer distances to more people. In the end, obviously, Tesla had the wiser and better technology, but in the midst of it, they had these huge fights where Edison actually um, ended up, you know, electrocuting dogs, cats, horses, and, and other things to try to demonstrate that <laughs> the um, Tesla and Westinghouse approach were 
um, dangerous. And so it was the battle of the currents that, again, Tesla eventually won, but boy, was it ugly in the process. Well, wasn't there something about a, a, a New York Times article that was that was about to come out, giving both of them credit or uh, giving a Nobel Peace Prize or something to them, and it caused a little bit of a furor? Yes, there was um, a rumor that um, the Nobel Committee was going to give a Nobel Prize to both Edison and uh, Tesla, and it Turned out that Tesla, um, unwisely, who was not particularly that good on public relations, <laughs> released an announcement to say, I've won, aren't I great? Edison was a little bit wiser in, on this one um, and you know, kept his mouth shut for a while. And the committee you know, basically didn't like to get upstaged on this and withdrew the supposed uh, prize. But you know, you know, you go back to Marconi. Marconi also got a Nobel Prize for his um, inventions of radio, and he clearly deserved it because, in the end, you know, he was able to do things in the race of sending uh, radio signals over longer distances than Tesla happened to um, be able to do. In part because of two factors. One is that in about 1895, Tesla's laboratory burned down. And so all of his equipment, all of his notes, all of his plans just went up in, you know, smoke. And what that means for this particular conversation is that he just lost a couple of years of time and allowing Marconi sort of free reign to catch up and also advance beyond it. But also then Tesla decided that he thought he had a better way to transmit both electricity and signals. He thought he could do it through the earth. So send basically electrical currents or high voltages into the earth, cause some resonation or some echo, and then have the earth as a core distribute that power anywhere around the world. So you could plug in basically into the earth and get free electricity and basically the equivalent of free internet access. Marconi, however, and others, Hertz and other people were thinking you needed to do it through the air. You needed to send electromagnetic signals through the air. Uh, Tesla turned out to be wrong. Um, he tried um, and failed in that. And so appropriately, you know, Marconi did get the Nobel Prize. But interestingly, <laughs> several years later, the Supreme Court overturned all of Marconi's patent applications and said that basically all of Tesla's inventions were had preceded his and he was the one, even although by this point he had died, had done the major inventions that served as the core for being able to do radio transmissions. I, and, and I think the History Channel and that program made that clear as well, too. So if people haven't seen that, I certainly advise them to, uh, to go to the History Channel and, and, uh, and try to find that, uh, that particular episode, too. A couple other things for you. You know, I've read that uh, Tesla had an IQ of more than 300, 300. And, um, and Einstein reportedly said, and I saw this on the Internet, and you take that for a grain of, with a grain of salt, <laughs> I guess. But Einstein was asked if who he believed was the smartest man in the world. And Einstein, Einstein said, I don't know, go ask Tesla. Either one of those two statements true? The latter one is referenced a lot. I must admit, I looked um, carefully to see if I could find the original source, and I never could. Okay. Um, so I don't know for sure. I never had seen an IQ test performed on Tesla, but he was able to, as I said, he knew how to speak and write six different languages. He memorized entire books and lengthy poems and was able to repeat them at length. He actually invented 
you know, the electrical motor while he was walking through a Budapest park reciting a, you know, a long poem and the idea just sort of came to him. So no doubt, absolutely brilliant beyond, you know, our sort of, comp- at least my comprehension. Uh, but as to his actual IQ, IQ score, then I'm not sure about. Yeah, I don't know if they were measuring it that way, but but even so, 300 doesn't even seem possible, but maybe it is. I'm not sure. It was um, a bright he was a bright guy who sort of, I mean, the, the key part is he's not only bright in that he can memorize languages and poems, but he had a foresight um, to think about, in this case of the model boat, for instance. I mean, in his mind, that model boat was not just, you know, a, a delivery mechanism for bombs, but it was a new way of, you know, having a mechanical mind within a machine, a robot to be able to do tasks that mm-hmm. were needed to do. So he was thinking of, you know, how do you expand on an invention to make it new and get all the possible benefits you could from it? And that's why I say invented radio, robots, remote control, interstellar communication, had a vision of cell phones and the internet 100 years ago. Your book is amazing. Um, it's called Tesla, the in- Tesla inventor of the modern, and I hate. I hope I don't. I'm not asking an inappropriate question, but almost feels as if there should be one more word there. Inventor of the modern, what? So what? What made you come up with that title? Well, there's always a debate that goes on back and forth between a writer and his publisher. So um, as to who comes up with the title, (laughs) it's not often the writer who gets that. But I guess it was. You know, the, the thought was that this combination of uh, technologies that you just noted do in fact define our modern world. And they're at the core of the, you know, uh, our economy today um, is a result of the things that Nikola Tesla brought to life for us. Now, as you mentioned, he came up with some wacko ideas as well. You know, he, he was thinking of um, ways of communicating um, with people from other planets. Thomas Edison came up, um, also had a telephone that he thought could communicate with dead people. But the, I think the key point is, if you will, thinking about um, a, a baseball analogy, his batting average, in other words, his wins versus his losses was extraordinary and brought us, again, sort of the, the foundations, if you will, of our modern. But, yeah. when he, but when he struck out, he struck out big time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Edison struck out numerous times himself, not only this telephone, but I mean, after all of his inventions of the phonograph and motion pictures and other things, I mean, he spent tons of money on trying to figure out how to um, get a more efficient mining process that turned out to be a total bust. You know, so inventors, because they are on the cusp of the unknown, they're going to fail. It's just that in both of their cases, they happen to succeed far more than they failed. Well, we um, actually, uh, your, your publisher uh, very generously gave us some copies to give away to our listeners, too. Oh, so very nice. we, um, you know, th- this is not like the old days in radio where you can say, hey, be the 15th caller and identify. So we, <laughs> we, we have to come up with, and Terry's great at this, coming up with a way to, to do it so they can email us something as well, too. But again, um, your book is great. Of course, the subject matter makes it interesting, but you did a wonderful job writing this so it reads so easily too. You know, as I said at the beginning, it's scholarly. Uh, You could use it as a thesis for a PhD, but it doesn't read that way. It reads, it's very light, very approachable and gives you just tons of information on a very special man. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. I hope um, the five 
listeners of yours, however they get it, um, enjoy it as well. So thank you. Well, I'd give the History Channel a lot more props because they're doing motorcycles and cars and all kinds mm-hmm. of interesting things, but they just wouldn't respond to any of my calls or emails. <laughs> no, the heck with them. But seriously, check it out. At least see the episode Marconi and Tesla. It's it's well worth 60 minutes of your time. Richard, thanks again for being our guest today on Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. If you'd like the first copy of Tesla Inventor of the Modern, email us to uh, at radiowhathappened at gmail.com, and we will get that in the mail to you post-haste. Look up our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and Pandora, and join us again for episode 32 when we ask the question we ask every week. Radio, what happened? Shotgun Tom Kelly at 334. The Sun City Streaker. X Rock Avio El Paso. KLIF trucking through traffic at a 524 mark. Plus Radio. 93 KHJ.